How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Keep Leslie in your pocket. Go to lesliemarshallshow.com forward slash members. Welcome or welcome back in this first hour here in the only true democracy in talk radio. More than a pleasure and an honor to have on the program Morris Pearl. Morris Pearl is chairman of the board of the Patriotic Millionaires and previously a managing director at BlackRock, one of the largest investment firms, not just in the U.S., but in the world. He worked on the Maiden Lane transactions and assessing the government's potential losses from the bailouts of Citibank and AIG. More than a pleasure to have Chairman of the Board of the Patriotic Millionaires with us, Morris Pearl. Uh, Mr. Pearl, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you, Leslie. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. And uh, a pleasure to have uh, you with us. You know, I I have to say, um, I, I believe in that anonymous quote, to whom much is given, much is expected. And I have great deal, uh, as I have in the years since the a foundation of patriotic millionaires for yourself. Mr. Pearl is chairman uh, of the board of this organization and so many others who do uh, have so much and uh, to whom not only much is expected, but you expect not just to give with checks, uh, but with your time and speaking out uh, against, you know, certain things that are not in the best interest uh, of the American people. And I know Patriotic Millionaires calls for a lot of things, but right now Patriotic Millionaires, and you obviously at the helm here, are, are calling for an end to carried interest loopholes. First, for people that go, huh, what does that mean? Could perhaps in layperson terms you explain that to those of our listeners who are not as familiar with that terminology? Sure. The basic idea is that when you're in a partnership with somebody – you pay taxes, you and the, the partners pay taxes on all the income the partnership makes. That's fine. And when somebody forms a hedge fund, the hedge fund manager and the investors are called partners, and they pay taxes collectively on all the income the hedge fund makes. And the government, in its infinite wisdom, has seen fit to give a preference to people with long-term capital gains. So if you invest in something and hold it for more than a year, stocks, bonds, whatever, you pay tax at a much lower rate than everyone else, 15 or 20 percent instead of 34 and 39 percent. Therefore, when, uh, when a manager runs a hedge fund and gets investors to invest in his hedge fund, <clears throat> he pays his taxes and gets this preferential rate on long-term capital gains as if he had invested his own money. And, 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 and when this is uh, just income, we're going to continue the conversation, Mr. Pearl. That's our shortest segment in the hour. Quick break and back to you, Mr. Morris Pearl, chairman of the board of the Patriotic Millionaires. Follow them on Twitter at Patriotic Mills. The website is patrioticmillionaires.org. Back with Mr. Pearl and you right after this. Want to listen to Leslie with zero commercials? Become a podcast subscriber today. 
go to lesliemarshallshow.com forward slash members. Mr. Morris Pearl, chairman of the board of the Patriotic Millionaires, previously managing director at BlackRock, one of the largest investment firms worldwide, joins us. Uh, Mr. Pearl, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Now, you were talking about Patriotic Millionaires calling for an end to carried interest loopholes. And you were talking about people like hedge fund managers who actually pay capital gain rates or capital gains rates on income. And that should be, and most people would think it's quite logical, it should be characterized as ordinary income, because that's what it is. It's income. Yeah, that's the basic problem that we see, is that people who advise other people about investing their money are able to get the tax advantage of being long-term investors, even though they don't actually invest their own money. And And we don't think that's fair, that these people pay lower tax rates than people who actually work for a living. And this is something where you look at the landscape of politicians and when it's so difficult to to get left and right to come to an agreement, Democrat and Republican, where you do have some left and right, at least people running for president who agree, Donald Trump and Jeb Bush on the right, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders on the left are examples of this, correct? This is bipartisan support. Even nobody really disagrees with this. Even if you ask the politicians like Paul Ryan, he'll say that, well, that's true, but it should be part of a long-term, comprehensive tax reform that actually lowers people's taxes for everyone. So no one really can defend this carried interest rule. It's kind of absurd. But the people who are in Congress, they hear a lot more from rich hedge fund managers than they do from other people, and so they don't actually get around to changing it. Very few people, except us, had been lobbying for changing the rules, but a lot of people, or a few people who depend on it a lot for their income, really don't want it changed, and those people have more influence. Do you think that carried interest is proof that, and further proof, that money corrupts our political system? Well, proof? I mean, it's not like I'm you know, going to sign a criminal complaint for bribery against someone. <laughs> but, yeah, our politicians give much more attention to the rich because that's the people they meet. They have to spend like three-quarters of their time doing fundraising. And who are they raising funds from? People who have money. And so those are the people they talk to. So it's not so much that they think to themselves, oh, this guy gave me money, so I better do what he wants. It's kind of like they never even hear the other side of the issue. And, yeah, somebody who actually earns a living as a hedge fund manager can probably explain why he thinks he's entitled to pay less taxes. I'll bet you could explain why you think radio hosts should pay lower tax than everyone else if you really had to. <laughs> very, very, very true. Do, do you think at the, at the end of the day, uh, when you look at this particular portion of our tax code, that this is a rational, common-sense approach, at least to this portion of our tax code, and that's why there's such agreement both left and right. Yes. I think it is a rational, common-sense thing to do, to change this so that people who manage money pay income taxes on the fees they earn, you know, with the same rates as everyone else pays income taxes on the income they have, not as long-term capital gains. When we... Obviously, nothing's 100%, right? I mean, I mean, period. But this is a very straightforward issue. I agree with you. I'm a Democrat. Republicans agree with you. The, for the people, or maybe the person that does not, 
What is their explanation as to why they think that hedge fund managers should pay lower taxes than everyone else? Well, the only explanations I've heard are either, A, it's such a small amount of money, it's only $10 billion a year, so it won't make any difference in the federal deficit. Eh, $10 billion, that's real money. Or um, I've heard that some people go, oh, this is like sweat equity. It's like you invest cash and I invest my labor. But no one else who invests labor gets to pay taxes at a lower rate. So they're not, they're not defending the fact that people should pay lower taxes and everyone should pay lower taxes. They're that they themselves pay less tax than other people. And that just isn't right. You know, other people who, who invest their labor in building a business, they pay tax on ordinary income tax rates on the money they earn while they're building the business. You had once said, and I quote, I used to be in the money management business, and the only reason why people who manage money have a lower tax rate than people who actually work for a living is that hedge fund managers are more active at making political donations. So are we following the checks here? I honestly think that's true. I mean, there's no one has given – I've never heard of any logical rationale why money managers should have a lower tax rate than anyone else, as I just said. Um, but, yeah, when you go to fundraisers for you know, four- and five-figure checks – there's a lot more hedge fund managers there than people who, you know, earn a regular salary by the hour. Uh, there are other people who have called it, even a former uh, fellow patriotic millionaire, uh, Mr. Meehan, that yeah. this loophole is technically welfare for the wealthy. And obviously there are people that even are not on welfare, especially those on welfare, who cringe at that. But would you agree? Yeah, I do. I do. It's like a, a gift to the to a small number of very wealthy people from everyone else in the country. The, these few wealthy people, and yeah, it's not a huge number of people, so it's not like it's going to change the whole federal budget. But yeah, the principle of the thing is just wrong. How has this particular loophole managed to survive all these years? You talk about this. This doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, for, for some of these people who, you know, feel that's not a lot of money, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, this, this, you know, keeps surviving. Well, until recently, not a lot of people have been talking about this from the point of view of changing it until the last few years. And... It's not like there's some line in the tax code that says, oh, hedge fund managers will get a special rate. It's the interaction between a whole bunch of disparate provisions about how partnerships work and about how capital gains works. And it's the interaction between these different provisions, and none of which say anything particular about carried interest. They don't even mention the words carried interest or hedge funds, but the loophole is how these different provisions interact with each other. So changing it is kind of a complicated thing. The, the, the laws that uh, Congressman Sanders proposed to change it is, you know, several pages of complicated text explaining, you know, what he wants to do. Income inequality is a big issue, not just for this election cycle, but the last we saw it beneficial to many, one of which is the mayor of New York, de Blasio. Uh, but this is something that also has a bipartisan feeling when you see the polls of Americans that, you know, regardless of one's ideology, everyone pretty much agrees that there is a disparity in wages, uh, there is uh, inequality in income, that this gap is a problem. We saw Louis lose his head over it back in the day, and we don't like history to repeat itself, especially here. Uh, in America. Do, do you feel that, uh, you know, obviously, if this happens overnight, A, does it really make America economically equitable? Or is it more a symbolic step toward that in the future? 
Well, this particular carried interest loophole, yes, I'll admit it's more of a symbolic step towards that. It doesn't affect a huge number of people, and it's not a huge amount of money in the course of the entire federal budget. But, yeah, I think it's an important symbolic step because I think that fairness is important to people. I think people will vote for fairness even more than they'll vote for something that helps themselves personally because I, I vote for what I think is right, not what will help me personally financially. And I think a lot of people are like that, that they want something that's fair for everyone. No question. Important. No question. I mean, especially when you look at the wages for working people, the, the middle class, the majority of this country, and how, how stagnated uh, those uh, you know wages are at 1990 levels. And, you know, the, the chairman of Catholics and Alliance for the, the Common Good said the top 25 fund managers make more money combined than all the kindergarten teachers in America. And I like that he put it that way. Because that's something that middle America, working class America can, can relate to and wrap its head around instead of just, you know, a, a number filled with a chart filled with numbers and, yeah. and some kind of a flow chart that puts it in, you know, very simplistic terms, which at the end of the day, it comes down to, again, the lack of fairness here and speaks so much to the imbalance uh, with the wages uh, in this nation, especially when people are still being paid what they were, you know, paid 10 or more years ago. And there's nothing that we propose doing that will make everyone get the same amount of money. That wouldn't work, and no one would be in favor of that. But I think people want fairness, not sort of equality for everyone. And I think that's important to people, because when you don't have fairness, you don't have anything. And no one argues that some people are worth much more than others, whether it's movie stars or sports stars or people that create companies that create lots of jobs. Sure, there are billionaires. There are going to be billionaires. That's good that Americans can become billionaires if they do something brilliant or extremely lucky or whatever. But I think that it's not fair that people who are the wealthiest pay lower taxes than everyone else. Sure, hedge fund managers are going to make lots of money, and that's good. I have no problem with people making lots of money. I'm in favor of everyone making lots of money. But I think that people who make a lot of money should pay higher taxes than people that actually work for a living for hourly wages, not lower taxes. And, again, you and those patriotic millionaires, um, you're not saying, look, this clearly is not going to fix all of the spending problems in Washington. Once again, it's a first step uh, in a symbolic step, but more than a symbolic step at the end of the day, too. Yeah, and I, I think this is one of the symbolic steps. I mean, we're trying to pick out the most obvious things that are, like, that are promoting inequality in the tax code. So we're not going to go through and find every last provision and argue about whether this or that is good or bad. But this is one of the most glaring, low-hanging fruit that, that is, like, indefensible. So it's, very, it's the thing that we chose to make a point about because we think that no one could rationally argue against us on this one. Yes. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders is running for president. As you know, he's been on this program a number of times, uh, both before and since uh, he has announced. And there is just, uh, you know, a lot of people are feeling the burn. And he has attracted uh, a segment of followers, uh, very devoted, and 
one of the reasons some people say, my fellow Dems, is that he has promised to tax the rich special interest, especially on their loopholes like this. Do you think that some of the, the, the traction and why he has done so and it continues to do so well in, in the polls, especially in states like New Hampshire and Iowa? I think so. I think that's true. I think people see this unfairness and want to do something about it. I'm actually in Burlington, Vermont right now, and I'm seeing Bernie signs and bumper stickers and people with Bernie buttons, and I think that's good that people are actually making a stand and making their views known. What about people that say, you know, the, uh, oh, the analysts that would say tax equity bores the general election voters. Uh, the, you know, few people see a connection between these tax loopholes and their own tax burden. Do, do you believe that or do you think people are much more aware of this now? You know, I, it's hard for me to know. I'm sort of a numbers and a finance guy, so it, I don't find it boring. But maybe check your ratings on this episode and see if anyone's listening. Um, <laughs> I hope it's not boring. I think Bernie's trying to make it more interesting. He's trying to sort of define this and show people, like, how much they're personally losing because of these loopholes. So I think that Bernie's trying to make it more interesting to the general public, and I hope he's succeeding at that. Now, I would agree with you. I think one of the thing that uh, one of the things that Bernie is doing is he's making the connection clear and making the, uh, this topic relevant and immediately relevant, and that resonates uh, differently because it's being said uh, to them in a very different manner, not just with passion, uh, but in a way that people understand, and uh, again, in a way people understand why is this relevant to me, in a relatable manner. Uh, Like you said, you know, maybe things haven't been done about this because people really didn't know about it. Are you more confident that things will be done since you have so many people left and right running for president bringing this up that whoever wins, people will look to their representatives, their senators, um, you know, to really encourage and to urge them to put this legislation forth to reform at least this section of the, the tax code. Am I confident? I'd have trouble saying I'm confident. <laughs> it's a lot easier to not do something than to do something. And it's very difficult, as Warren Buffett said, to explain something to somebody if his livelihood depends on him not understanding it. And I think that a few hundred people who will who will have to pay millions of more millions of dollars more with a bigger voice than millions of people who will save a few hundred dollars each so no am i confident not really but i'm hopeful well, and do you think that it should be put forth that way? Very similar to what you said, where, I mean, there is this and a couple of others uh, extremely indefensible loopholes in our tax code. And they force, in a sense, it combined every taxpayer and every household in this country to uh, pony up at least 400 bucks a year extra to subsidize those three. I, I hope so. I hope that's working, as, as Senator Sanders is trying to make the point in his speeches. And I've seen, you know, the the um, you know Democratic Senator Secretary Clinton also sort of moving towards that side. So I think, you know, perhaps Senator Sanders having influence on her to also. So I think on the Democratic side of the aisle, it's, it's pretty much clear that their that our their side is in favor of this. But will that actually make something happen in the halls of Congress? We'll wait and see. Yeah, Congressman Levin is, he said the measure's common sense, and they've been gaining support from prominent figures on both sides of the aisle. He seems somewhat confident. Do you think um, do, do you think closing this loophole 
is a better path instead of the tax break after tax break that have been passing for big corporations? Sure, yes. I, I don't think the rich need more tax breaks. I, I agree um, with you being I'm not rich. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, I mean, th- this is the one single small item that I would like to see happen that would make our tax system more fair. And yeah, as you said before, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's symbolically, I think it's very important to me that our government move in the direction of more fairness and more equality and away from the direction of unfairness and inequality. Mr. Pearl, very well said. Thank you for your time. I know you're very busy, and thank you for giving me so much of your time, sir. Thank you very much, Leslie. It's been a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. you. Morris Pearl, chairman of the board of the Patriotic Millionaires. The website for them is patrioticmillionaires.org. Follow them on Twitter at Patriotic Mills. M-I-L-L-S. We'll be back. Coming up, I want to tell you about something I really dig and talk radio news service straight ahead. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love.